News. It's 11 o'clock, I'm Julian Quayle. The top stories. All schools at secondary level and below are suspended for the rest of the year from Wednesday. The move comes as Hong Kong reports 115 new COVID cases, with authorities saying the situation is worsening. And all staff at most care homes are to be tested for the coronavirus. All schools at secondary level and below are to suspend in-person classes for the rest of the year, after authorities confirmed 115 COVID-19 cases, the highest number in almost four months. But as Wendy Wong reports, the suspension will only take effect on Wednesday to give schools time to make arrangements. In a statement, a government spokesman said in-person classes will be suspended from Wednesday until the Christmas break, effectively meaning there will be no school for the rest of the year. Schools will have the next few days to organise online classes and make other necessary arrangements. But primary six students who are preparing for secondary school entrance exams and students preparing for public examinations may be allowed to go back to school if necessary, pending further discussions with the sector. Despite the class suspension, schools will remain physically open to take care of students whose parents can't arrange for them to stay at home. The spokesman also urged parents to avoid taking their children to crowded places during the class suspension. The two biggest teachers' unions in Hong Kong both agreed that a complete school shutdown is needed. The pro-Beijing Federation of Education Workers says it's a necessary step given the severity of the outbreak. The vice president of the Professional Teachers' Union, Yves Kinyun, said schools could have become virus hotspots. The situation is getting very bad. It's very obvious to secondary school students and teachers and also the senior forms of the primary schools are exposed to danger. While the COVID tally hasn't reached the peak seen during the third wave of infections, which saw as many as 149 cases a day, health authorities are warning that the current spike looks to be even worse. Here's Dr. Chuang Shuk Kwan from the Centre for Health Protection. According to the trend and the numbers so far we have observed, it seems that uh, it is uh, more severe than the last wave. But uh, of course, it depends on the coming days. We have so far tightened some social distance measures and increased the general awareness of the public and also increased the testing. The testing so far um, is much more uh, easier than in the previous wave. Hopefully this will help to uh, find out more cases and speed up the control. Authorities were unable to trace the source of two dozen of the newly confirmed cases. They're also ordering customers who've dined at three Hong Kong Island restaurants over the past fortnight to get tested by Friday after confirming COVID outbreaks at the eateries. Michelin star restaurant 8.5 Otto Imezo Bombana in Central has been affected along with Stella House in Chumon Chai and Chun Chung Khoi in Sheng Wan. Meanwhile, the Hong Kong Sanatorium and Hospital in Happy Valley has been testing its staff for COVID-19 since an elderly patient died there last week of the disease. Two staff members also tested preliminary positive. In a statement, the hospital said 2,600 of its 3,200 staff members had since tested negative, with the screening of the remaining staff due to be completed tomorrow. It said 1,700 nursing staff were among those who tested negative. The government says all staff at most care homes will be tested for coronavirus over the first two weeks of December and those who refuse may be barred from going to work. That's according to Welfare Secretary Lo Chi Kuang, who says details will come in an announcement tomorrow. He says the mandatory tests are needed to ward off the serious threat of outbreaks at such homes. However, staff who work at homes in the outlying islands will be exempted for now 
as the government comes up with more practical arrangements to get them tested. Mr Law was asked what authorities would do with people who refuse to submit to the tests. Violating regulations, they will have a penalty. We'll definitely will contemplate if those who do not comply, they should not be working. That is the instruction will be given to the operators of the residential service operators. Anyway, this is the first time. The aim is the long run, it will be once every week. And also, it's only for those who have a valid negative test be able to go back to work. Carrie Lam has dismissed suggestions that her administration is trying to root out students who took part in last year's anti-government protests by sending them on field trips to the mainland as part of a sweeping revamp of the liberal studies curriculum. Francis Sid has details. The overhaul of the controversial subject, which the pro-Beijing camp blames for radicalizing the city's youth, will see more emphasis on the country's development, the constitution, the basic law and the rule of law. The grading system will be completely different and will even get a new name. Part of the changes include field trips to the mainland, a suggestion that critics said may be aimed at getting students who were involved in last year's protests arrested once they crossed the border. But Chief Executive Carrie Lam said that's just not the case. And no one will be forced to go on such trips. You're listening to RTHK. The time is shortly after five minutes past 11. Chief Secretary Matthew Cheung says it's imperative for the government to strengthen national security education for Hong Kongers. Writing in his blog, Mr Cheung says this isn't only necessary to safeguard the security of the country, but also to ensure the prosperity and stability of the SAR. Cecil Wong reports. The chief secretary made specific mention of students whom he said must strengthen their understanding of Chinese history and culture, as well as the current national situation. Strengthening education on the constitution and the basic law is the bedrock of cultivating the concept of country and strengthening awareness on national security issues for students, Matthew Chung wrote. He said the Education Bureau will use various activities to teach both primary and secondary school students about these matters and foster their respect for the national flag and anthem. This, he said, will cultivate positive values among students, strengthen their attachment to and identification with the country and their sense of belonging. At least 30 members of the Afghan security forces have been killed in a car bombing at a military base in Ghazni in the east of the country. It's one of the worst attacks in a recent surge in violence. The BBC's Jim McGivering reports. A vehicle laden with explosives hit the military base on the outskirts of Ghazni city. Meanwhile, in Zabul, several people died in a bomb attack on a vehicle carrying the head of the provincial council. He survived. All this comes as negotiators in Doha continue their struggle to make progress with stalled peace talks. The Taliban say both sides have now agreed a framework for talks, but the government side seems divided, with suggestions that President Ashraf Ghani objects to some of the terms. Swiss voters have rejected an initiative to impose the world's strictest corporate responsibility rules, which would have made multinationals headquartered in the country liable for abusive business practices worldwide. Voters in a majority of Swiss cantons rejected the initiative, according to exit polls, meaning the proposal fell flat. The Australian city of Sydney has recorded its hottest ever November night as firefighters battle wildfires. The BBC's Michael Bristow reports. At its lowest, the temperature in Sydney was just over 25 degrees Celsius. The demand for electricity soared as residents turned on their air conditioners to cool down. Many of them had spent the day at the beach in temperatures of more than 40 degrees. 
The hot weather led to the first significant outbreak of fires of the summer in New South Wales, although the temperature in Sydney began to fall on Sunday, and meteorologists have predicted that in general, conditions this summer will be cooler and wetter in Australia. Mainland media say around 9,000 runners have taken part in the Shanghai International Marathon, a rare mass event in a year when coronavirus laid waste to the sport. Natalie Ching has more. Officials had said that the race was an opportunity to show how China is moving on despite the continuing global health crisis. The prestigious New York, Berlin, Boston and Chicago marathons all fell victim to coronavirus this year, while London and Tokyo were open only to elite runners. Bucking that trend, the Shanghai Marathon went ahead under sunny skies following several days of rain and with virus prevention measures in place to thwart infections. Runners had to pass a coronavirus test in order to take part and were ordered to wear a mask immediately before and after the race. Some kept them on the whole time. About 9,000 runners had been expected to take part, down from 38,000 in previous Shanghai marathons. No overseas athletes flew in for the race and spectators were told to stay away. The former heavyweight boxing world champion Mike Tyson has completed his first bout since he retired 15 years ago. The exhibition match in Los Angeles against another former world champion, Roy Jones Jr., ended in a draw. Both men are in their 50s and some fans had raised safety concerns. Formula One, Romain Grosjean's house car was ripped in half and engulfed in flames as it shot through protective safety barriers, halting the Formula One Bahrain Grand Prix on the opening lap before the Frenchman limped away to an ambulance. An FIA spokesman said the impact of Grosjean's crash was measured at 53G. And to end the news, the top stories once again. All schools at secondary level and below are suspended for the rest of the year from Wednesday. The move comes as Hong Kong reports 115 new COVID cases, with authorities saying the situation is worsening. And all staff at most care homes are to be tested for the coronavirus. The news from RTHK. Thanks a lot. More headlines coming up at midnight. Sometimes I feel like I've been waiting in line My soul conviction makes it hard to deny That there's no certainty and there's no promise made As we lay under the sky The world which comes and nowhere's not beyond that but when I look at you, I want to cry And when you ask me why My faith is strong and I tell you When I tell you, you can see me cry Kiss the truth goodbye Tell me that the sun Time when guided by your own lies It makes no sense to run and no sense to hide But justified belief in truth and honesty Will take us only so far And so this universe is always the same 
to this hour with another track from Sean Escoffrey and Strong Enough, the title track from our featured album. We've played uh, four tracks now. There's, uh, we've got 12 to get through, so it's uh, Sean Escoffrey all the way through tonight on uh, Sunday Late. <laughs> Thirteen after 11, keep it locked in right here. Through until 2, Sunday Late. Looking out for a hidden sign Always cry 